going to introduce you now to a dear friend of ours. Um, some of you were here a couple of years ago when he spoke at New Day for the first time. He actually told us his story, which is one of the most extraordinary stories uh, of anyone's life that I've heard. Um, he's a dear friend of mine. Put your hands up if you remember hearing Daryl Tunningley speak. Well, the good news is that he's here tonight, so I'd love you to give a massive welcome to our friend, who's definitely not from the south of England, Daryl Tunningley. Let's welcome him. Yeah, I want to thank Stephen for the water that is now on the stage. This is, uh, yeah, health and safety. I might get a free holiday where there's blame, there's a claim. Um, yeah, last time I was here, there was like Persian rugs, and I was going to take my shoes off and things, but they've gone now. Yeah, so who was here a couple of years ago when I shared my story? Who's, uh, let's do a little bit of a test, because I get around the country a fair bit. If I've been to your church at any point, scream. Okay, you can leave. <laughs> have we got any um, Americans? We have. Come on, try, come on, try, I'll try that again. Do we have? Don't be shamed. Don't be shamed of the fact. Don't we, I, know, I, know, I know it's difficult for you. But have we got any Americans? That's not bad. Have we got any Canadians? You see, they're kind of like Americans, but more polite. You see the choir? Have we got any French? Lord Jesus, I pray for those French. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I love France. We're going to France on holiday. We're going to Annecy. Honestly, I I, I do love France. Um, I'm just joking. But you know what I'm like? Tonight, I'm not going to talk. This we might find this bit weird. I'm not going to talk about Jesus. Okay? I'm not. We've been singing about Jesus, and it's great. I'm not going to talk about God the Father. We've been singing about God the Father, and that's great. You see, because we all get the concept of Father. We've either got a good one or a bad one, or we don't have one, but we get the concept of what a Father is. We kind of get the concept of who Jesus is, what he did that we need a saviour. But I got thinking, I was reading a book by a guy called Francis Chan. Okay? And it's about the Holy Spirit. And he, Francis Chan makes this statement. He says, it's God the Father, the Son, and the other one. You see, because we kind of don't really understand who he is. Now, who's into Twitter? At Daryl GB... Give us a follow. But if you're into Twitter, okay, I want you to hashtag Holy Spirit. If you're tweeting tonight, hashtag Holy Spirit. Because I want to start getting the word out there about who the Holy Spirit is. Oh, there's one more thing I have to do before I forget. Is the guys from Runcorn, Hope Corner Community Church, where are you? Hey, they're in the middle. Is, is my little girl in here? No. Her mum didn't bring her. She is. She's okay. My little girl, Lydia Gray, she turns four this week while we're here at New Day. Oh. So, can you all say happy birthday, please? 
see she's turning four. I've already got these t-shirts made up for when she's ready to start dating. It says my dad's been to prison and he's not scared to go back. Um, <laughs> it was also our 10th wedding anniversary last year. That's right. I've been married longer than I was in prison. Um, <laughs> I love my wife. But we do, you see, I've got no, this, this time, I brought notes with me. Now, the reason I brought notes with me is because the Holy Spirit is such a massive subject that I need to kind of stick to what I want to say. So before I go any further, I want to pray. I want us to just spend just like three seconds just opening up our hearts and opening up our minds to what the Holy Spirit wants to do tonight. And I want to put a little bit of a rider in there. Is this your first time at New Day? Raise your hands. Cool. Are you kind of new to church? Raise your hands. There's a few of you. There's a very good possibility that you will get freaked out tonight. Okay? So I'm kind of letting you know that in advance, that freaky things may happen tonight. But let's just close our eyes for a second. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come now. I want you to come. I want you to open up our hearts. I want you to open up our minds. I want you to start unlocking the power and potential that you have placed in our lives. I want you to show us what you're best at, which is glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to heal broken limbs and bring sight to the blind and open deaf ears. I want you to show off in this place today. And we all say, Amen. Amen. We're going to have a fun night tonight. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to get freaked out by the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, whatever it is you want to call Him. I remember my first encounter with the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, I'm a Pentecostal, and Pentecostal, before, before, well, I am a Pentecostal now. I didn't know I was one back then. But when I was still in prison, I was just praying away, minding my own business. It was nighttime. We'd been locked up. I'm knelt at the end of my bunk. I'm reading my Bible. I'm praying away, and I start praying in what, what we call praying in tongues. I start praying in this language that, I didn't understand and I stopped because it freaked me out completely I was like what just happened somebody slipped something in my water I've like, well, what's going on am I tripping so I went and saw the chaplain the next day and he said no 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 it's the Holy Spirit it's one of the gifts one of the first signs that you're starting to be filled with the power of God he said when it happens again just go with it so the next night, I'm in my cell again. The good thing about prison is you get a lot of time to pray. So I'm in my cell again, and they shut the door again, and I'm knelt there again, and I'm reading my Bible again, and I'm praying again, and I start to pray in tongues. And the next thing I know, I hear this. 
Time to get up. I'd been praying all night. And I didn't even realize it. I thought it was like 10 minutes. And that was my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it freaked me out. Properly freaked me out. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit is essential. If you're serious about being a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is essential. You can't do it without Him. You can't live without Him. You can't overcome without Him. You can't have power without Him. Check out what Jesus said. John 14, 16 and 17, it says this. And I will ask the Father, and He will, not might, He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. You see, the Holy Spirit is not an it He's a he. It's not like Star Wars. It's not like the force. It's not like Yoda saying, mm, the force you have. It's not like that. It's not something external that you tap into. The Holy Spirit is a person. Just as much as Jesus is a person, just as much as God the Father is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person. But the people who are not believers, they can't get it. It sounds mental to them. It sounds crazy to them. But the thing is, he's not just with you. He's in you. And that's what freaks people out. Because they watch these stupid horror films. And they think, ah, I'm going to get possessed. I'm going to get taken over. I'll be like a Holy Spirit zombie. (laughs) It's not like that. You are still in control. It's just you kind of turn into Superman. It's awesome. It's like the Bible talks about in Revelation. It says, when you go to heaven, it says, you will receive your heavenly bodies. Some of us got them early. And my wife knows it. (laughs) But you kind of get this heavenly, heavenly power right here, right now on earth. You can become the Holy Spirit Superman. You can become the Holy Spirit Wonder Woman or whatever female superhero you choose to be. Apart from an evil one, Catwoman, doesn't work. You've got to pick a good one. You're sitting here at New Day on this big ball of rock that we call the planet Earth. Would you agree? As you are sat here, lazily lounging as I have to stand here and walk around, 
this big ball of rock is spinning somewhere around the speed, they reckon, of 64,000 miles per hour. Right now, while you're sitting here, the planet Earth is spinning at 64,000 miles per hour. And that's in a galaxy that's spinning at 483,000 miles per hour. And they reckon that there are 100 billion galaxies in the universe. And it's the same Holy Spirit who controls it all. The earth spins because he says so. The universe spins because he says so. All the things happen because he says so. In Genesis it says there was chaos, there was madness, it was absolutely mental. And the Holy Spirit came and brought order. The book of Hebrews says he controls the very universe by the power of his word. Who's got stuff going on in their life right now which is not good? Quite a lot of you. Why? When you have access to this power, when you have access to the Holy Spirit, why do you allow yourself to be beat down? Why? Why do you listen to the people that tell you you're worthless? Why do you listen to the people that tell you you're too tall, too short, too fat, too thin, too spotty, too ugly, too whatever? Because the Bible I read and the Holy Spirit I know says, now I'm choosing you. Just as you are, I'm choosing you. And I'm going to use you to change this world. You are my partner. You are my superhero psychic. And I'm going to partner with you. And I'm going to give you power. And I'm going to give you gifts. And I'm going to give you fruits in your life that will mark you out as amazing. You can cheer. You can be with that God. Talk to that God. Carry the power of that God. You can do the things Jesus did and more. John 16, 7 says, it's actually best for you that I go away. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Imagine being one of the disciples. You've been walking around with Jesus for three years. Give or take. You've watched him heal lepers. 
You've watched him raise people from the dead. You've watched him cause limbs to grow back. You've watched him perform miracle after miracle after miracle. And then he turns round to you and he says this, it's best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the counsellor won't come. And if I don't go away, he will come because I will send him to you. Jesus is saying to his disciples, I need to go away. Because I'm going to send someone to you who is far more powerful. I'm going to send someone to you who will allow you to do the things and more that I have done and you have seen me do. Does this not bend your head? Because it does mine. When Jesus says to me, now I'm going to use you to heal the sick. I'm going to use you to perform signs, wonders and miracles to show this world how much I love them. That bends my head. I don't know how many thousand people are in here, seven maybe, but every single one of you, the Holy Spirit wants to partner with you. Even the ones walking around at the back. He wants to partner with you. It's your time. You see, usually when you come to events like this, you kind of wait till about Wednesday. Things get ramped up and you, you get a little bit excited and, and, and stuff starts to happen and you start to see people get healed and the worship gets, seems to get a bit better, even though it's not really. You're just getting a bit more excited. And I'm like, why? Why wait till Wednesday or Thursday? Let's do it now. Yeah? Yeah? There are five things the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do. Number one, it gives you the power of salvation. John 3, 5, 6 says, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh and the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You've got this educated religious guy coming up to Jesus and he turns around to him and says, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again of water and of Spirit. And he says, what are you on about, you nutter? I can't go back into my mum and come out again. Jesus says, no, you crackpot. I'm ad-libbing. That's not what I'm on about. I'm on about your soul. I'm on about the Holy Spirit. I'm on about you becoming a new person. For me, the person that walked out of that prison cell on that morning was not the same man that went to bed the night before. The man that committed all those crimes, the man that sold all those drugs, the man that beat all those people, the man that hurt all those people, he died. (laughs) 
the man that walked out of that cell was born again by the Holy Spirit. Everything changed. When sin goes, the Spirit of God moves in. So how do you know you belong to Jesus? Have you ever asked yourself the question, am I really a Christian? Be honest. Show of hands now, be honest. Have you ever asked yourself, how do I know I'm really a Christian? How do I know I am really a disciple of Jesus Christ? You see, we've all asked ourselves that question, but I've been thinking about that question and I've been thinking how stupid that question is. You see, my little boy's name is Benjamin Darrell Tunningly. He took my first name as his middle name. I am the only Daryl Tunningly on the planet. We have our own Tunningly Facebook family group, I know. I'm the only one. So I know for a fact that my son, Benjamin Daryl Tunningly, is the only one on planet Earth. You, what's your name? Joseph? Jordan, you are the only Jordan that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with in the way that he wants to partner with you. Do you understand? I'm picking on the people at the front. This girl here, what's your name? Shout. Rachel, you are the only Rachel that the Holy Spirit wants to partner with tonight in the way that he wants to partner with you. He doesn't want you to leave this tent the same way you came in. He wants you to leave this tent with the gifts, with the power, with the fruit that he brings to your life. That's how you know that the Holy Spirit brings salvation to your life. Romans 18, 8, 16 says, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. The second thing, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to walk in God's will. John 14, 26 says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. It goes on, John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will teach you all things. He will guide you in all truth. Have you never wondered, stick your hand up if you've read the New Testament. Have you read the the letters of Paul? 1 Peter, 2 Peter, all those letters, all those things in the New Testament. Have you ever wondered how they did what they did? Because they didn't have a New Testament to read. How did they learn the stuff that they learned so they could write it down and then we could learn it later. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. And it never ended. It never stopped. I was doing an interview at UCB once. Uh, They do this TV program um, called Hearts Wide Open. 
And it's like a proper Parkinson type interview and you're in the studio and you sat on the couch and there's a production team in a box that you can't see, but you have this little earpiece in and the producer's speaking to you all the time. And he's like, okay, sit up straight. So you sit up straight. Okay, now look into camera three. So you look into camera three. He says, okay, now look into camera two and smile. Now look into camera one and stop smiling and you look stupid. And all the time you've got this little voice in your head telling you what to do while you're trying to do this interview. And I hated it. I didn't like it. But when you've got the Holy Spirit in your life, you will find yourself in situations where he will give you information. He will give you stuff to say that you never thought you had in you. He will make you look smarter than you really are. He will. You look like a genius. You could be as thick as custard. And the whole, literally, and the Holy Spirit can give you something to say. And the person you're talking to will be like, whoa. You're like a genius. And you're like, yes, I am. Seriously. I remember walking when I was an early Christian, walking around HMP Buckley Hall, had this big exercise yard. I remember walking around this exercise yard and somehow I'd become like the prison agony ant. You know, the ones that everybody came to for advice. There was loads of lads inside that couldn't read and write. So I ended up reading their letters like from their girlfriends to them and Sometimes it wasn't good because they were getting dumped and stuff. But anyway, but I was reading the letters to them and then having to write back to the girlfriends and dump them back, but they'd already been dumped. And it was a weird situation. But I'd find myself walking around the exercise yard and this guy's talking to me and he's asking me advice about his marriage. I'm 18 years old. I'd never been married. I'd never even had a girlfriend after I'd become a Christian. I was in prison. There wasn't many girlfriends to have. And he's going on. Yabba, 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 yabba. Advice, 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 advice. And all the time, I'm kind of half listening to him and I'm praying at the same time and saying, God, any second now, he's going to shut up. And I don't know what to say. And as soon as he shut his mouth, the Holy Spirit just gave me this piece of advice. And I just shared it with him. And he looked at me as if I was Gandhi. He <laughs> was like, whoa, thank you. You've saved my marriage. I don't even remember what I said. But it must have been good. The Holy Spirit, when you're walking in his will, will give you things. You'll start to listen to him. You'll start to obey him. You'll start to follow him step by step. You'll start to learn. You'll start to listen. You'll start to be obedient. That's the key. You become obedient to Jesus Christ. You become obedient to the Holy Spirit. Here's what you'll do. When he says to you, go, you'll go. When he says, give, you'll give. When he says move, you'll move. When he says stop, you'll stop. 
Listen, you'll listen. Act, you'll act. Intervene, you'll intervene. Walk away, you'll walk away. Not long after I'd been a Christian, there's about two weeks after I've become a Christian. I'm in the exercise yard, HMP Wolds. And this lad got in my face, and I'm not kidding, he was a Muppet. He was an absolute idiot. Two weeks before, because I'd become a Christian, he thought I'd gone soft, and he would never have tried this. And he got right in my face, properly in my face. He's like, Ugh. you know, when someone's so much in your face, they're kind of talking, but they're spitting at you. And I could see what I wanted to do to this kid. Oh, I just wanted to get his ears and put his nose right in the back of his skull. But something just said to me, you're not that man anymore. Walk away. So I did. I turned away from this kid. It's all right, mate, if you need a toilet, you go for it. Adam. It might be deli belly, you never know. And, uh, so I start walking away from this kid. And the more I got away from him, I got calmer and calmer and calmer. Until I heard that voice again. You're not that man anymore. And that's when I knew for certain that I would never be the same again because I'd learned to listen to the Holy Spirit. The third thing, the, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ boldly. Do you understand that? Stick your hand up if you've signed up to do the evangelism. Raise your hand, come on. Make me proud. Who's doing the evangelism? Let me see you. The ones of the you that haven't got your hands up, why are you not doing the evangelism? Because the Holy Spirit gives you the power to share Christ boldly. The best example is this guy who was an absolute wimp. He was a nutter. There was one time he pulled a knife out on someone and slashed his ear off. Nasty piece of work. And he went round telling everybody he was a Christian. Until somebody challenged him on it. It was a little girl. Challenged him. He said, you're one of them Christians, aren't you? He went, no, no, no. And three times he got challenged. He went, no, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And he walked away. Until he got filled with the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, he's preaching to 3,000 people boldly. And they all get saved. You might know his name. He's called the Apostle Peter. I did not have the ability to share Christ boldly until I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 through 5. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. He was saying he was a rubbish preacher. But with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom but on God's power. 
Let God do what he wants through you. People will see Jesus in your actions, your words, through the Holy Spirit, long before they see Jesus in themselves. Your friends will see Jesus in you. Your friends will see the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, selflessness, self-control. They'll see all of those things in you long before they see Jesus in themselves. Because it's up to you. The power of the Holy Spirit is just waiting to dwell in you. Acts 4.31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I'm going to quickly finish up because I've run out of time. Number four, the power to live a holy life. Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life. Who's struggling with sin? Be honest. Thank you. Who's struggling with addiction? Pornography, drugs, alcohol. Come on, be honest. Do you know the reason you're struggling with those things? Because you're not letting the Holy Spirit in. You see, we think our bodies are the source of all evil, the source of all sin. It's fallen and oh, it's a mess. No, 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 no. You see, when the Holy Spirit moves in, you are holy in the sight of God. When the Holy Spirit moves into your mind, you think about the things of God. You don't think about the sinful things. It's not about you having to fight sin. It's not about you having to make a decision to wake up every day and choose to wrestle with sin and fight with sin. Because the Bible says, oh, flee from it. Run away from it. Ask the Holy Spirit into your life and you'll defeat it. It's as simple as that. There's a way out. There's always a way out. The Holy Spirit always gives you the option to take the high road. This is the last one. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to make a difference with spiritual gifts. Hebrews 2.4 says, God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. All of those gifts of the Holy Spirit were distributed, not according to God or Jesus, no, according to His will. The Holy Spirit has His own will. 
And he will give you the gifts that you need and desire. He will. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Wisdom, discernment, prophecy, giving, speaking, interpreting, serving, encouraging, administration, evangelism, mercy and empathy, teaching, discipling, making cakes for your leaders. It's a good one. Make me a cake. I like them. It's not really a gift, but I like cakes. From this point on, from this point on, not at the end of the week, from this point on, I don't want you to resist the Holy Spirit. I want you to make a declaration. Stand to your feet. I know we're rubbish at this kind of stuff, us Pentecostal evangelistic types, but there's something called reverence. And I want you to listen to the word of God. So close your eyes and open your ears. And listen to this. Acts 7, 51. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Keep your eyes closed and your ears open. Evan Roberts, during the Great Welsh Revival, had four points to his message. The third one was, be ready to obey the Holy Spirit instantly. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. God's promise to you, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. Acts 2, 38-39, Peter replied, repent! And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, and for your children, and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord God will call. It's for you. Are you scared yet? I would be. I'm about to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. And if you're serious about this happening, the Word of God says the Holy Spirit will fill you. We're going to do one thing first. We're going to repent of all known sin. Keep your eyes closed. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to do something. Holy Spirit, will you please bring to our minds now all those things in our lives which are sin? All those things that you know are destroying us. All of those things that you know are eroding our relationship with you. Bring them to our mind right now. 
And I want you to repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I repent. I turn away from sin. I turn my eyes to you. I look full in your wonderful face until the things of this world grow strangely dim. Holy Spirit, come fill me now. Come fill me with your love. Come fill me with your power. Come fill me with your gifts. Unleash in me prophecy, evangelism. Let me know who I am. An apostle, a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. Don't let me leave this place without you. Holy Spirit, come fill me now. If you're serious about this, I just want you to wait now. Wait upon the Holy Spirit. Just call upon the Holy Spirit. Just open up your mouth if you feel that you want to speak in tongues, speak in tongues. If you feel you want to praise God, praise God. If you feel you want to laugh out loud, laugh out loud. Holy Spirit, come. Just come. Holy Spirit, come now. No stora kiemalalaka sarra kipielu. More of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. More of you, Holy Spirit. More of you. More of your love. More of your joy. More of your mercy. More of your power. Release in us the gifts that you willfully distribute. Rise up in this place, evangelists. Rise up in this place, apostles, pastors, teachers. Rise up in this place, the body of Christ, your body. Holy Spirit, come. The Holy Spirit is uh, passionate and focused about one thing. First and foremost. And he, he is absolutely focused about Jesus. And Jesus being honored and glorified. That's what he's about. That's what he's doing here right now. He's helping you to... 
get free from those things in life that prevent your enjoyment of Jesus, prevent your freedom in Jesus. And uh, he's, he's committed to doing that. And that's something that he does, whether it shows itself on the outside or not. And the reason I'm saying that is because for some of you, uh, you're over here, people laughing or shouting or whatever. And really, that's not the point. That's not what he's primarily interested in. So if that's what's happening, just let it ride. That's not the main thing. Don't let it become a distraction to you at all. Just focus on the person that the Holy Spirit wants you to focus on, and that's Jesus Christ who sent him. So we're going to just draw near to him. We're going to worship him as the musicians lead us. Jesus, we love you. We love you because you first loved us. You loved us when we deserved nothing. You've shown us kindness. We thank you that you're here now by your Holy Spirit to draw us to yourself. So help us, each one, Lord, to enjoy your presence, your company, your activity in this place. In Jesus' name, we welcome you, Lord. Let's sing together as the guys lead us.